Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I used to work in Newark, which is like crazy in yeah. New Jersey. Um, and we used to do 12 hour shifts there. I'm like, all right, if I could do 12, 12 hours in Newark, night shifts, <laughs> I could do 12 hours of burpees. Hey everybody, welcome to today's podcast. We have the world record burpee holder with us. Jenna Laelli just set the world record for 5,332 burpees in 12 hours. And you know what? That's not even the most interesting part of the story. Most interesting part is why she did it. And we're going to learn about that right now. Well, great. Nice to meet you. Thanks for doing this. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't remember who it was that... Um, that told me about you, but uh, it was one of the listeners of the podcast. Do you have some fishermen that that work out with you? Um, not that I know. Of. <laughs> well, you have um, one, apparently. I know. I know that I have like a lot of firefighters, cops, teachers, police officers, and uh, nurses. Um, I have a couple of friends that are uh, fishermen. Okay. Well, but- somebody, somebody that listens <laughs> to the podcast works out with you said you're you're a beast and I should uh, I should look you up so I have done a little research and I, I started looking you up um, quite some time ago when you were just doing the burpee record yes so tell me about what 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 is what do you do like do you have do you own your gym yes uh, so my my brother and I we both um, own it uh, we opened it up about two years ago it was two years in January. Um, and, uh, we're like, I come from a very military, uh, background and family, very uniform family. So, um, all of like the workouts are, are like very military driven. Like there's nothing easy about it. Um, we don't put up with any excuses, none of that. <laughs> so were you in the military? In my military? Yeah. No, um, my uh, brother. My father, my grandfather, my great grandfather, um, they were all prior service. Um, and my husband and my dad are both firefighters. Um, current, well, my dad retired, um, but my husband currently is. So very uniformed, very uniformed family. Right. I, point, I mean, I am a nurse. Um, I wanted to be a nurse in the Navy back in the day. Um, just to do the boot camp. I really wanted just to like go through the boot camp. <laughs> what what branch did you were you most interested in? I was gonna join the Navy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then I changed my mind. <laughs> and so did did you always um think that you would probably own a gym or be a part of it in some way, shape, or form? Um, I know that I've always been into fitness and playing sports and everything. 
I've always wanted to open up my own gym, but I never thought that I would ever be able to. Um, but then we just took this chance and we did it and we did it quick. And uh, I, it's the happiest, like I'm, I'm very, very happy with what I do. Right on. So what about the, the COVID situation right now? How, how soon did you close down your gym? Um, how did you react to the, to the situation? So being that um, I have a very, uh, well, my daughter, um, she's very prone to any type of respiratory infection. Um, I mean, like she can get a, a cough and then immediately turn into pneumonia because of her medical background and everything that she's been through. Um, so I closed my gym actually four days prior to when the government said to shut down everything. And I, um, I, we had a, a private fitness page, um, and I posted a whole thing, um, about two days before that I was going to close my gym down, um, allowing members to like take home equipment, um, that, and that I will be providing workouts on our page daily. Um, but I actually closed it four days prior to everything. Being right. That, that has been a big thing, you know, among the CrossFit community and other gyms kind of like that of just letting the members just take whatever, whatever they want, because there's no use in it just sitting there, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you find it interesting what people took? Yeah. So I kept a log book and I let them take two pieces of equipment, um, mostly weights because like the kettlebell, I mean, the, um, the, uh, slam balls and the med balls, like they can break and pop easily on, on concrete. And most of the members are working out in driveways and everything. Right. So let people take home weights and dumbbells and we've been, it's been a month and we're going to come out looking like GI Jane. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have you been doing your workouts? You've been doing them all on, on like zoom calls or Facebook or what have you been doing? So I usually post a workout every single night. Um, and if it's like a new move or like something confusing, I'll post a demo of the moves. Um, I did a couple of live videos, but like with the kids, it was just, I was more like one second guys, stop fighting. <laughs> okay. We're back. So that was just like, whatever. Um, and then I do a couple of Zoom. I started doing Zoom videos a couple weeks ago, but I only do them a couple times a week. Um, and it's mostly in the afternoon because after like all the homeschooling and everything, um, I usually do a Zoom workout a couple times a week. And I'll just sit there and just like yell at them. Like, oh, let's go. Not yell, motivate. <laughs> right. But like I miss the whistle because I usually have a whistle and everything. Um, and like they're like, I miss like, they call them the Jenna-isms because like I'll say the like the most random things like during the classes and it makes everyone laugh. I don't know where I come up with these things, but they miss all that. I miss everyone too, but like we're making it work. You yeah. Know, gotta be positive throughout this. Yeah, it's it's quite quite tough with the social distancing. I mean, people don't realize it at first that you you know it's kind of nice to have a little time by yourself, and then the next thing you know, it's been a couple of weeks and there's this craving for, um, contact and, and just being around other people. So I hope it, I hope it, um, goes back to normal pretty soon and you can open your gym back up. Me too. I miss it. Like I just miss everyone. And then like, when you see them on the zoom, you're just like, Oh, I want to hug you guys <laughs> virtually. For so just recently in the last day or so, I guess I was following your social media or maybe a week, um, your record became official. Yes. So tell us what the record, what the record is that you have. So I have, um, I am a Guinness world record holder for the most test to ground burpees, push-up burpees in 12 hours. And I did 5,332. Wow. 5,332. That is, that's, that's a lot of burpees. I love burpees. They're my favorite. Not a lot of people say that they're your favorite exercise, but I, I consider the burpee to be the cornerstone, the foundation of my fitness. I mean, we just put that into so many different things. You can do it anywhere. I love that exercise. How did you like, first of all, I want to know the story behind why you decided to set a world record. Um, because I know that's a big part of, of, what this whole thing was for you. Yes. So this is going to sound crazy. So, um, 
every single January. So my daughter was born with a condition called angina balasile. It's an abdominal wall defect and it, and it only happens in one in 10,000 births. Um, so, and they have on Thalassiole Awareness Day, which happens January 31st. Um, and every January I try to do something just to raise awareness um, for Emma and all of the other Thalassiole babies in the world. Since it's such a rare condition, like even in nursing school, I had no, like, we learned about this for like a day. And like, that was it because it's so rare. Right. Um, so I usually do like, uh, Unphalaceal workout or an Unphalaceal brunch and, uh, and and the colors are black and white and I do like a black and white and everyone has to like wear black and white something so this year um, I was like oh let's just do a birdie marathon and then a couple of my friends at the gym um, they they lost their mom to pancreatic cancer and um, I wasn't able to do this race with them back in November um, that was held in Philadelphia because Emma my daughter was sick so we did some, so we raised awareness for pancreatic cancer and Unphalaceal Awareness. And we got all these local businesses to uh, donate baskets and everything. And we were going to do raffles every hour. In the meantime, while all that was going on, um, someone on Facebook tagged me in um, this post on a Guinness's page about this male that beat the record and... Um, they said, Jenna, you should do this. So I'm like, all right, I love competing. I love competitions. I love anything that's crazy. Um, and uh, I actually applied to Guinness a month prior to the event because um, our event was January 11th. And when I applied, it did say Guinness will probably not get back to you it's like a 12 week process for the applications to even get through. So I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to, this probably isn't even going to happen, <laughs> but they got back to me two weeks before the event saying, um, you have an attempt on January 11th. You need this, 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 and this to get it done. So I had to have, so I'm like, Oh, so my application got accepted. I have to like, so I had like two weeks to get everything together. Like I had to find, six independent witnesses i had to find cameras like professional cameras how, how many cameras do you need we had three we had one in the front one on the side and and one on the back um we had to like the burpees um they had to be guinness style um so you had to like measure my body and then take half i can't really remember exactly um verbatim but there was two pieces of tape like in the video and my hips had to touch a certain way. And then my feet, like when I jumped back up, they had to come like right to that front piece of tape. So it's not like your typical burpee that like we're like, I mean, I know I don't do burpees like that every single day. Right. Um, that was really hard on, on my body, but it, it, it was worth it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really only had like two weeks to like prepare. And like, even though like I've always been active and working out and doing like these like crazy military workouts, like weight fest runs, running with ropes, running with falls like around town. Like my gym is known for, Oh, so you're that, that gym that runs around the block with weights and ropes. So if you do like a rope run, we call it the unknown, like all crazy stuff. I didn't really train train as like someone would train for like a marathon like i'm gonna train for a marathon in november i have seven months to prepare i did all this in like two weeks and the only thing that i really did train was to like the form like i trained for the form because so did I you to, like control myself so that i can go for the full 12 hours right did you watch some other videos of how people were doing it and what the acceptable form was so I, I, I couldn't find, I, can you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, they're playing Mario Kart. I'm sorry. That's okay. Do you need to tell them to? No, no, you can, you can speak up though. All right, all right, sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just like. Well, we're all, this is, this is what everyone's house looks like and sounds like right now. So it's no surprise. Yeah. Right. For the male 
um, version of the burpees. Um, I know that like with the men, they had to come chest to the ground and then they had to put their arms out to the side and then back in. Yeah. Um, the only female video that I found was these, um, it was the half burpees, but I did not find one of like a 12 hour female record, but I did find the male, the um, male one. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, do I have to put my arms out to the side and then in? And we had a, a pasta party the night before and we had every single person that, that came read all of the rules. And just to like, just to have more eyes on it, just to make sure that I didn't have to go out and up. Like I had to just bring right. my arms down, push up position and, and then up. So the only videos that I saw was the men's really. Right. So let's talk about um, this condition that your daughter has. It's called, what's it called? Um, I want it's to pronounce it. giant omphalocele. Omphalocele. Okay. And so can you describe that for us, what that is? So um, it's when um, the baby in utero, uh, all of the organs are formed on the outside of the body. Um, and they're usually contained in the thin membrane. Um, with Emma, they, they told us that, that, that her membrane ruptured and all of her organs were just floating in my amniotic fluid when I was pregnant, um, giving her a very small chance of surviving, they gave her a 3% chance of surviving. Um, and we went to the best hospital, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and they saved her life. Um, and with this condition, um, it also has other side effects. Uh, small lungs they're also called hypoplastic lungs which usually like your child um may need a trach and a ventilator which emma had both up until she was about three um they were also going to have feeding issues um maybe heart issues emma had both feeding and heart issues um she actually started eating by mouth a little over a year ago, um, she was too fed. Um, and she also had a defect within the defect, which is extremely rare. And um, uh, they performed a one-time surgery on her when she was seven months old and they weren't sure, they, they weren't sure like, if it was gonna work or not. Yeah. Um, they call her the uh, trailblazer of that surgery because they've never performed it before on a child with an omphalocele because she had uh, multiple bowel obstructions. And we were told that you either have bowel obstructions or you have an omphalocele. You never ever have both together. And Emma unfortunately had both. Um, so they performed it on her and they weren't sure if it was gonna work or not. And luckily it did, um, but she still had feeding issues. So she was too fed um, up until about a year and a half ago. And she's eating by mouth now. She sounds like she's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mario Kart. Like they're playing. Sorry. Oh, it's no problem. So how many surgeries ha did she have to go through before this, this January, I guess? She's had about six or seven surgeries. Six or seven surgeries. Um, and like looking at her, like you would never even know um everything that she went through she just has scars like she had she had had a trach put in um she had the it's, it's called the lysis of adhesion surgery um she had plastic surgery um because like we tried all of, like these different methods of compressing her organs back in we had a shell we bandaged her like we did everything but nothing was really working so then we had plastics come in and then they inserted two saline balloons on the sides of her body. And then for six months, my husband and I, we had to give her weekly in injections to stretch out her skin. Um, so that eventually they would be able to tuck in her organs and then wrap everything up and make her an abdominal wall. Wow. Um, very amazing what the hospitals, like what technology, like the hospitals do now. Yeah. Well, that is incredible. So the survival rate, has has that survival rate for that condition uh, improved over the last maybe 10 or 15 years? Well, I would say yes, but every single 
and phallocele case, like not one is ever the same. Um, Cause then there's, there's also small phallocele and usually like with small phallocele you have a chromosomal defect. Um, with giant phallocele's, it, like they're all different. Like not one, like we've met um, several of phallocele families and not one has been the same. Hmm. Like it's crazy. I actually met four other moms. Um, I grew up in Up Point Pleasant, New Jersey, and all within a five mile radius. For something that's like so rare, I've met four other moms that were that had babies with umbilicals. Really? I to do some research on it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So the idea with the um, with the record is to bring attention to this because obviously it's a very rare condition. So the more attention you can bring to it, um, I, I guess that so- solves some issues of, of just awareness and, and then people, I guess, doctors study it more and what, what else comes from the awareness that you're bringing to this? Well, I actually, um, we gave a lot of hope um, to other mothers. Like, yeah. I remember when I was pregnant, um, I didn't, I couldn't really talk to anyone cause it was just like all my friends, like they were all pregnant with like healthy babies and everything. Like, it was just awkward. And I kind of like wish that I had someone to like talk to with a positive story. So like, I feel like I've like gotten in touch with other mothers and other families. Um, not only like with just the unphalocele part, but like with the whole trach and ventilator part too. Um, that's like a big step, um, and commitment. Like when you trade invent your child, right? Like that's an official breathing machine. And, um, it was like the only way that, um, we could actually be parents like in the NICU, like, like that was, I can't explain it. Um, because like we, when Emma was intubated, we would have to like ask permission to, um, hold her and we would have to and then we would have to like get pinned and like sit there for like six hours or however long with your child pinned to you but like with a trach and a ventilator uh you get taught on on how to like be a parent like without asking permission to take your child out like you could be like more involved in the care and um like other parents like when their child was a candidate to get trach to, to get traits, um, they were scared and, and hesitant, like any parent would be, but like they saw Emma and like they saw us like in the NICU, because we were in the NICU for nine and a half months. Um, they saw us like being like so active and hands-on with her, like that gave them hope. Um, and then I touched base with uh, other mothers in like Poland, Canada, like where like they're pregnant currently with unphalocele babies and like them seeing Emma, gave them hope so yeah. and that's the awareness that we wanted it just hope right now yeah well that's awesome and you've obviously done that and and setting the world record brings even more attention to it i mean you were on good morning america and all kinds of other when i when i started googling around a lot of people picked up your story um and so did that help with with the awareness worldwide or do you have like a, a facebook page or something that you're you're communicating with a lot of people on it definitely helped with awareness. I, I have a private Facebook page and I mean like that's mostly for like my friends and family and um you know and uh we post pictures of Emma and a couple of the mothers that that I've uh met through the internet. Um like they follow us on Instagram, um they follow us on Facebook now. Um, and then usually like I, I know last January, every single day I posted Emma's story. So like every single day was like our Nikki journey until now. And um, like we, I mean, my private Facebook page is like private, but my Instagram is like more public. So I right. feel like I have more people that are not part of my family following me on Instagram. Right. And, and then. Media sometimes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> of course. Um, so let's talk about your, your record real quick. Um so the previous record was, I think, 4,700 something. Is that 4, correct? 4,775, yeah. So 4,775. So that sounds pretty good. 
Um, did you, how, how did you like determine your strategy? Did you like, when I heard that, I immediately broke it down to how many I would have to do a minute for 12 hours. Like, how did you look at this big number and decide a strategy that you were going to kind of implement or try to implement in your two week preparation for this deal? Um, the strategy was, uh, like I, I wanted to like go hard for like uh, the first hour or two and then like break it down. And I had to have like the judges like count out like where I was like every 10 or every 20, like I had to have them count because if I was to count, I would just go crazy. Right. Um, I just, I really, I really didn't have any strategy. Like, to be honest, like I just wanted to just like go hard for like, for like the first two, two hours, like first and second hour. And then like kind of just the whole counting part that like the judges did for me, that helped me. And then one of the judges actually like said that, and I can never play this mix ever again. It's called <laughs> Hip Hop Barbecue on Fit Radio. The Hip Hop Barbecue played seven or eight times throughout my 12 hour period. But he said that, that like my flow with the burpees went perfect. Like I like had great, great rhythm. I wasn't getting frustrated. I wasn't getting tired and it was all like old school hip hop. Um, so I would say like maybe like following a beat was a strategy. Um, and then I, I really didn't have, my plan was to just beat it. Like I, because if I failed it, I would have tried it again. Right. Again, again. I had to just beat it. Um, well, and- at the first, when you, I mean, when you're looking at 12 hours, so that's a lot different pace than maybe you would go for 12 minutes. So yeah. when you're thinking going hard for the first couple of hours, like, did you have any sort of, you just wanted to just like go like until you, you were feeling like, I don't know. I mean, like. Did you have any number at all in your mind of what you, what that meant for you? No, I just, (laughs) I wanted to just like get it done. And that, I mean, every thousand was a goal for me, I guess. Like once I hit the thousand mark, I was like, all right, we got this. Like we got 10 hours left. And I was like, this is like a nursing shift. Cause like I said, I am a nurse. I used to work in Newark, which is like, crazy in yeah. New Jersey. Um, and we used to do 12 hour shifts there. I'm like, all right, if I could do 12, 12 hours in Newark night shifts, <laughs> I could do 12 hours of burpees. Um, and I, I really didn't every, just to hit every thousand was a goal. And then my brother made a whole burpee board. Um, and then he broke down the burpees for me. Um, I slowed up, I would say around like hour four, hour five, because no one was really in the gym at that time. Yeah. There's people in the morning and people at the end, but that like middle period, I was like, oh my God, I'm like only like halfway to halfway. Like <laughs> what? Um, I mean, I had my husband there. I had pictures of my kids. My kids were there. They were like drawing me paper plate pictures. Um, <laughs> I just hitting every thousand was like the goal. And, and the one judge like who found like my rhythm with that hip hop barbecue on fit radio. Yeah. Um, that like helped my flow big time, but I, I just, I had it, I had to beat it. Like, it was just like, no question. Like if I didn't beat it, I would have probably done it again. Like the following week. <laughs> right. So do you remember what your first hour was? Like how many you got in your first hour? I think I might've gotten seven or I think 700. I'm, I think. Wow. I think. Because I checked, yeah. I checked the other records and it looked like the, the one hour record for men was 891 or something like that, which I thought was pretty good. Um, yeah. but it sounds like you were in shooting range of that in your first hour of a 12 hour deal, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about nutrition and eating and stuff like that? Water? What did you do for that? So, um, I had this, well, I, I had like tons of water there. I had Gatorade, um, peanut butter sandwiches and bananas. 
And then I made this, uh, one of my members, um, who's also a friend of mine, um, she's a nutritionist. And like, she told me to like make this syrup, like it was water mixed with maple syrup and salt uh-huh. concoction. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like uh like prairie Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. I had that. <laughs> so I was drinking that. Um I know like there was a picture of me somewhere, like where I'm like holding the salt and the water and I'm just like pouring it in and it was the, probably like the nastiest thing that I've ever drank. And I literally couldn't eat peanut butter sandwiches or bananas for almost like two weeks. <laughs> Who is that? Emma. That's Emma? Hey, Emma. <laughs> Say hi. We're going to go on our scooter. We're getting new scooters in the today. All right. That sounds, um, that sounds cool. I've seen more people riding bicycles, walking outside, uh, kids playing outside than I've seen probably in the last 15 years during the quarantine. It's crazy. Everybody's kind of spending a lot of time together. And I don't know, I've seen a kid ride a bicycle is almost strange today, but now yeah. it's happening more and more. So that's cool. I love it. I mean, Emma, she learned how to ride, um, training wheel free. Like really? Last, yeah. So just recently fun. or what? When? Yeah. Last, last week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So like, like she's just like, she thinks that she's all cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that may be what she remembers out of the out of the quarantine. Like, I learned how to ride a bicycle. Yeah, that's super cool. Baking, baking so much. Yeah. (laughs) And and what about her diet? Does she have to be careful about anything that she eats? Um. So, like right now, uh, we uh the the doctors are a little bit concerned with her weight because she's eating so much food but she's not gaining and growing compared to like what she eats. I mean, and she's not eating salads. Like she's, she's eating like pizza, and like kid food. Right. I mean, like we give her fruit, like she'll eat, she likes honeydew melon. She likes mangoes. Um, she'll have a blueberry once in a while. Um, but, um, and she loves yogurt. And I mean, like she eats so much food. Um, and we even ordered these like, fat like these like weight gainers um and we have to like put it in her strawberry milk she loves strawberry milk she has about like seven cups a day um but like she's having an issue gaining weight Mm. and growth um like my four her brother my my son owen who's four weighs more than her um she's only like 36 pounds wow she's tiny little thing (laughs) yeah but we've been like putting heavy cream in her eggs. We've been like making her grilled cheese sandwiches, like putting like mayonnaise on the bread and a ton of butter. Just like, just like little things like that. I mean, we used to go, well, before all this, I mean, I, I'm not really eating any takeout food now just because I'm just paranoid about everything. Right. Um, But like we used to go to McDonald's and just let her just get whatever she wanted once a week. Um, just because like gaining weight is such an issue for her, um, pasta, I mean, we throw butter and heavy cream on everything for her, but she's still not really growing accordingly to like what she's eating. Mm, That sounds like a fun diet. I would like to have to go on that diet. That would be awesome. (laughs) Those are all the things I have to be careful of that. Those are all the things I want to eat, but I have to temper it. I'll smell it. I'll be like, oh my God, that smells so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So you, uh, you do this record and, and you beat the record at 4,700 and then you continue on to 5,332. Why did you keep going so much past the record? Well, if I was going to beat the record, I didn't want to just like beat it by one. I wanted to crush it. So, um, and also like I beat the record. I think I had about like an hour and a half or an hour left to spare. Um, we couldn't just stop. Like we had to keep like right. otherwise it, it wouldn't have counted. Oh really? Oh uh, yeah. You have to so, go for twelve hours. I had to go for twelve hours. Huh. But um people are, are like, why didn't like you just like do one and then just like stand around for like ten seconds and then do another one? And I'm just like, 
because like I didn't want to just like beat it by one. And then what if some of the other burpees didn't count? Right, right. I enough to make it count because if like it's twelve hours of burpees, like if if I didn't beat this, like I would have been like, oh my god, like it wasn't just like an hour or ten minutes of burpees or a minute of burpees. It was like a half a day. <laughs> yeah yeah and and so did they tell you that some of the ones didn't count or did were you pretty consistently all the way across the board that they counted every single burpee counted okay like the form like i'm like shocked like i'm like not i'm i'm very happy yeah well i mean you'd never done them exactly like that before it's not the way that you'd normally do them You know, uh, but like the way that like they had it measured out, like your feet had to come behind the line and then right back up to the starting line. Like they had to touch it. And then the jumps, like as long as like both feet came off the ground, um, they didn't really care if like you did a power jump or whatever. They just wanted both feet off of the ground. Right. And then like some of like my husband's firefighter friends, like they were like, oh, a couple of them. And I'm just like, let's see you do it. Yeah. But yeah, every single burpee counted and I'm so happy. Yeah. That was a lot of work. Yeah. So what can t- doing 5,332 burpees, what, what can you take back into your regular life and, and how can that help the people that are listening to this? What lessons did you learn in doing that? There had to be some dark moments there where it didn't look like, you know, you wanted to continue or it looked like, like you said, you know, I'm only a quarter of the, of a quarter of the way there and there's no one around. Like what kind of lessons did you learn in doing this? So if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. Um, that is a very old fashioned statement that is used all the time. And it's so true. Um, and I did it for my daughter. I mean, everyone is like, oh, well, why are you burping? Like, what does that mean? Like, how is that going to help your daughter? You know, like, she, sorry. <laughs> Emma and Owen, stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, um, like, her watching me do this, I mean, she did the last 10 minutes with me. That's the video that went viral. Yeah. Um, and like for her to be able to do 10 minutes of burpee, uh, burpees with me, someone that has hypoplastic lungs, someone that has artificial mesh acting as muscle in your stomach, because like she wasn't born with any muscle. Um, and she did them, like her taking a part of that, what meant a lot to me, like that just overtook the whole 12 hours, that last 10 minutes. Um, let's see what else. You can do anything. Uh, the dark moments that I had was, why am I doing this? And then I would stare at my daughter and, and, and her picture. And it, I'm strong. Like, it, she, her strength came on to me um, throughout that, that whole period. Because, like, she, she fought for her life. Um, and, like, for her fighting for like, her life, I can do burpees, which is the most horrible exercise, even though I love them. It's the most stressful exercise that everyone hates. Um, and now like, like when I work out, um, cause I'll post like my, my workouts and burpees are usually in almost every single workout that I post. And if people are complaining about doing 25, 30, 50 burpees, I'm just like, listen, like I did 5,332. You guys can do at least 50. You guys can do 50. Is that the, is that the end of the complaining when you say that? Or do you even have to say that anymore? I say it all the time. Like, I'm just like, 100 burpees. And they're just like, you can't. And I'm just like, really? And I'll just like point to like the picture. (laughs) But but honestly, like, out of like the whole 12 hours, like the last 10 minutes of my daughter doing burpees with me um, just meant the world. Because like for her to like be able, because that's a full body movement, like you said earlier, that uses every single muscle. Like for her to do the the last 10 minutes, um, just meant everything. It just made a whole five hours worth it. Wow. That's so cool. That's really cool. It's, uh, it's also cool that, that you did this with 
kind of just on the spur of the moment with very little preparation. I mean, you're, you're, the drink that you're drinking, I've, I've always gone by, ever since I ran my first marathon, one thing that I learned from like a Hal Higdon book, he's like super old school. And he's like, you never do anything on race day that you haven't done in training. And so I've taken that to everything, like into fishing tournaments and everything that I do. It's like, if I haven't done this in practice, I'm not going to do it on, on game day. Right. So like I would have practiced that drink and made sure it didn't make me sick. I would have, I would have had everything all preparate prep prepared and ready. And I would have tried it out. I would have worn the clothes that I was wearing two or three times before, at least I would have done everything, all this preparation. It sounds like you did virtually no preparation. You just found out that you were getting ready to do this thing. And you know, you like asked somebody, what should I drink? That's, that's amazing to me. Yeah. It sounds pretty crazy hearing that, but it's like, I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't even try to drink. Like what if it didn't make me sick? <laughs> <Right>. like, like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't try the drink. You didn't, I would have known exactly how many I had to do per minute and been, and had a minute clock there, or I don't know. I mean, I was just kind of thinking about what would, what, what would I need to do to prepare for this? And almost everything that I thought of, you didn't do you and, and you crushed the record. So you can take and you can take everything that I was thinking and throw it out the window because you're the one that actually crushed the record. You're the burpee queen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's crazy hearing that though, because I'm like, wow, like I didn't even, I didn't do it. Like we had a pasta party the night before, like, like back in like high school field hockey days, like we had cake. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I, and I only had three hours of sleep too, because I couldn't sleep the night before. Wow. That's amazing. So what about, um, what about just, you know, a lot of times people say, if you have a big enough, why you can overcome anyhow, how, and, and you touched on that a little bit, um, just about your daughter and how, how important this was to you. But do you think that's how you could just do this without, I mean, I'm not going to say without any preparation. You're obviously very well conditioned athlete to be able to just step in and do 5,332 burpees, um, without a lot of, let's say preparation, not training you, 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 you're trained individual, but it, your, why do you think that's what took you across the, the finish line? Totally. My daughter, my daughter definitely. And, and my son, um, both of my kids, like they mean the world to me. I want like just watching them watch me and like do the burpees. Um, and especially, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm favoring one child or the other, but like Emma went through a lot. Um, and just like to hear her say, go mommy, you can do this. Like that pushed me. Like that pushed me more than anything. And then now, like my kids, like they're like watching me like work out at home and now like, they're getting involved right. in exercise. And like, that makes me so happy. And I'm not a spring chicken. I'm going to be 38 this summer. Like I want to be able to like run around with my kids when I'm like 60, 70 years old, maybe 80, 90, who knows? Right. Um, like, I want to be able to like keep up with them. Like I want to coach their sports. Like I want to be very active because they're only four and six. I have a lot of years left and like they are 100% my why. 100%. Well, congratulations on the record. It's really cool. I, um, uh, it's, it's really cool to, to hear the story and, and I really hope that, um, that this brings the awareness to this condition that, that you're, you're hoping for. Is there any way that the people that are listening to this could help or uh, support you in any way? Uh, well, we, I mean, if they ever wanted to donate to the children's hospital of Philadelphia, they would send a check to CHOP. Um, I actually have all that information, but um, you know, January, every January 31st, just wear black and white because that's on Philadelphia Awareness Day. And um, I know next January, I'm going to probably do something for Unfallaceal Awareness like I do every single year. Might so, not be a burpee marathon. But. Uh, what's the significance of black and white? Um, it's, it's the colors of it. Okay. Um, yeah, like there's a whole group called the Mothers of, of Unfallaceals. 
the fathers of Ambalasios and they call each other moo, like a cow. So black and white. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I got it. Okay. And if people want to go to your Instagram uh, or, or check out your, your burpee record or any of your workouts, is there a way that anybody can do that? Yeah. They can go to um, genfit underscore net on Instagram. Um, we have a page, Gen, uh, Gen Fitness Eats and More. Uh, sometimes I post like little clips like on my on my uh, Instagram story. Um, uh, you can also type in Jenna Lielli, G-E-N-A Lielli, um, L-A-I-E-L-L-I on Google, and you'll see like all of, like my Guinness things on there. Um, also, if you go to the Guinness Builder Records website, um, there's like a, a little sports card thing there of me with this crazy face even like my kids are like mommy why did why does your face look crazy it's just because i was in the moment of doing a burpee and i like looked shocked (laughs) (laughs) but that was a picture that's on my guinness template right on (laughs) all right well thanks for your time today i really appreciate it i enjoyed hearing the story and congratulations and uh so happy to hear that that emma's doing well now all right. All right. You bet. Stay, stay safe and healthy and hopefully this will all be done soon. I know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Um, okay, good. So we'll just cut right there, but I need to get you um, saying this. Can you, I always have the guest introduce the the podcast. So can you say this is Jenna Laelli and this is the Tom Roland podcast? Sure. Anytime you're ready. This is Jenna Lielli, and this is the Tom Roland podcast. Oh, I, One sorry. more time. That's cool. This is Jenna Lielli, and this is the Tom Roland podcast. Perfect. That's awesome. Okay, good. We're great. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, that was cool. Um, I'll be yeah, following your. That. I'll be I following your stuff. That. I'm a. I'm a burpee. Uh, I'm a burpee person. That's my. That's my thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know if you, if you ever done this at your gym, but it's, um, uh, 100 days of burpees. So on day one, you do one burpee day two, two burpees day 10, you're doing 10 burpees I love day that. 90, you do 90 burpees, you know? And so you add one a day for a hundred days and it starts out real easy and it gets progressively yeah. more difficult. Um, I love that. yeah, that's cool. Last and month we did, um, burpees? huh? ever do death by burpees yeah 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 well yeah death by burpees is a great workout but this is just like like what i like about this one is it's um you know it 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 brings in daily discipline as well like to the people that are doing the challenge like when especially when you get over 50 and so you do you did 50 yesterday and then you're doing 51 tomorrow and then 52 and then, you know, the nineties, I don't know, my buddy, that's a banker. He did one of those, um, uh, amortization charts of what a hundred burpees looks like. And you don't even reach halfway on the whole numbers until you're at like 70. And, and so then between 70 and a hundred, you're doing half of the numbers that you're going to do for the whole challenge. And it may even be later than that, but like most of the numbers come right at the end, you know, for the, for the total number. But, uh, I don't know. It's about the number that you did in 12 hours that we're going to do in a hundred days, but, um, (laughs) it's a good challenge. It's fun to put it in there because there is that daily discipline. And I like that as well. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then, um, Last month we did, uh, we did another challenge. I've been putting these challenges out every single month. Last month was 3000 pull-ups. So we were doing a hundred pull-ups a day. Um, and then the month before that was the 10,000 push-up challenge, which is fun. That's a good one to do. It's like 345 a day or something like that. I mean, it's doable, you know, but nobody wants to, you know, and, and then yeah. I think the month before that was just get 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes a day. So for 20 days. 20 minutes of exercise, 20 days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. We did, I had them doing a challenge today, um, a thousand push-ups in a day. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. And then just post your time or post like how many like you did tomorrow at 730 in the morning. Right. Like, and then like, we'll do like a squat challenge. But I, 
I like that that um, burpee challenge. Yeah. Like one, one, two. I love it. Yeah, that. throw it in there. And um, if you want, if you have some good burpee workouts, uh, I'd love to see them. Um, I, I have a, I'll, uh, where, did I get your email address? Oh, you, you sent me your email address. I'll email you a couple of, of the workouts that, that I like that you might throw in there and maybe we can exchange yeah. some workouts. I'll send you some. There is um, one that I did last week and everyone hated it, even my brother. He, he called me up after it. And now he is a West Point grad. He he owns the gym with me. Yeah. Arm Ranger, like six foot two rugby athlete. And he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that workout killed me. Like I love burpees and I, I and I have this amazing man maker workout. I love man maker. Yeah. You know what they are? Uh-huh. So, yeah. They're my favorite. You're doing with dumbbells or kettlebells? Kettle, um, dumbbells, sorry. Okay. Dumbbells. Yeah, we, we did it like a, two weeks ago. It was just like a driveway workout. We did one man maker, 10 jump ropes, two man makers, right 20 on. jump ropes, yeah. three for 50 minutes. As, and like the first few, like you're just like, all right, this is boring. So at but, some point you're doing like 30 man makers, 300 jump ropes? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you keep. So you're just adding jump ropes for like 10, 10 jump ropes every man maker. Nice. And you just go for 50 minutes. Nice. Yeah. I'll definitely some, uh, some oh yeah, we should definitely exchange some workouts because we have, yeah. we're also, see, I'm not, I don't own a professional gym. I just have, uh, my driveway has got spiraled completely out of control and I have everything that you would ever want in my driveway, but we're known as the crazy people like, like you and your gym are that run it. around town. And, um, we've done some really, really hard ones. I'll, uh, I'll send them to you. Yeah. Do you guys have a rope? I mean, like, yeah. you can't now because, like, we do this like unknown rope run, and like we'll just like run around town like with the rope on. Right. I'll, I'll have them do like lateral raises. Oh, cool. And hold it up like as like you're running. We, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Because we have what we'll do sometimes are the um, what do you call it? Indian runs where the person in the back runs up to the front. And then you, yeah. you keep doing that. And that's yeah. good because, you know, it's going like um, we have a lot of different uh, levels, you know, so, yeah. so especially on the running, you'll have some runners and then you'll have some people that really don't like running at all. But that yeah. Indian run is a good thing because you sprint and then you run real slow and then you sprint and then you run real slow. And we will do that kind of stuff, too. But yeah. OK, well, I'll look forward to uh, exchanging some workouts yeah, with you. Exactly. I'll, I'll send you some today for sure. OK, sounds good. Yeah, you too. All right. See ya. Stay healthy.